When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast, presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, we uh, whew, we we're gonna talk about basketball today. Um, actually, we're gonna talk about a bunch of things today, but you're not gonna hear most of it till tomorrow. Um, here's what's up. So, I am heading to my sister's graduation. She's graduating from college. Nobody thought she could do it. Um, she uh, she went to Carleton music major um nerd and so we're uh we're going out there and the flight leaves i think the flight like like it takes off like wheels are going at 6 20 tomorrow morning which means i've got to be at the airport wheeler i got like the text message from frontier real fun right get to fly on frontier um but got the text message from frontier saying uh be ready to be there early because the TSA is, and it's like, oh my god, this is awful. And on top of that, so here, here's another little fun part. Um, my girlfriend's coming. She's she's met, uh, she's met uh, one of my sisters, and she's met my mom, but she hasn't met my dad or my other sister. So that's all going down in Minnesota, which will be real neat. But the the point of that part is to say. She she has a name that can be shortened, and uh, instead of using like her legal name when I was booking the plane tickets, uh, I used the shortened name. So like I, I googled it and it said like yeah, if um, if if the guy's name is Robert but he goes by Bob and you write Bob on the ticket, they might like bug you about it for a minute, but you're you're gonna be just fine to go. And I googled and that's what the entire internet said. And my girlfriend isn't Bob by the way. Just wanted to get that out there as well. But uh. Yeah, so we get to plan for extra time in the morning because I'm an idiot, which 
I'm sure I'm going to be hearing about, um, especially at 3 a.m. tomorrow morning when it's time to wake up. But uh, yeah, um, that's that was a lot of me whining. That was a lot of me whining to start this podcast. Um, but point is, I'm going to be in Minnesota this weekend. And I'm not going to have all that much time to do a bunch of work. I'm going to try to get something written while I'm out there. Um, the, honestly, on the plane, I'm going to try to finally finish this Arizona State story. But that's just so intensive that that's not something where it's like, oh, yeah, we're hanging out. Oh, it's 8 o'clock and we're back at the Airbnb. Let's watch a movie and like casually watch the movie and casually talk while you write. Like There's some things you can do that with. That one is not it. So I'm not making any promises there. Um, but hopefully that's going to be up at some point. Ho- hopefully I can escape. Hopefully like everybody is just more interested in the girlfriend than me and I can kind of slip off. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'll be back Sunday though. And I guess I could probably work on some. I'm going to be pretty tired after the way these flights are going. Um, but I-, I guess, again, we're <laughs> three minutes into this. But um, I'm going to be recording two podcasts tonight. One that you're going to hear, and one that you're going to be able to hear tomorrow. I'm just going to schedule it to get posted tomorrow morning. Um, and here is the plan for the that pair of podcasts that I am sitting down right now and watching hockey and, uh, and recording. Uh, first, in this one, we basically found out that Colorado's non-conference schedule is finalized. And... Sorry, there was almost a goal. Um, but uh, and and it's a guy on Twitter who like his Twitter says like I'm the I'm a schedule analyst or the schedule guy or whatever. So it's like I trust him. He has five thousand followers, which like first of all, you shouldn't really care about how many followers people have when it comes to like whether you trust them when they say things. Um, but I do, which is again a bad quality of mine. It's like like give me seven thousand somebody who has forty two hundred. So like don't whatever. Um. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. But that guy said the schedule's finalized. And I'm sure I could go back and check because all these games, like, they kind of get announced. They get leaked out. It's whatever. Um, you are you can have the 11 non-conference games. According to this guy, they've announced 11. I trust him. And I don't... I trust him enough to not go and Google, like, Colorado versus UC Riverside and try to dig through pages of stuff to see if it's actually been announced or, like, where the leak was or whatever. I trust him. I trust him. So we're going with this. Um, and and that's the plan for today is we're going to talk all about the schedule, the non-conference opponents, because that is finalized. Um, and if you want a condensed version of that, go to the website. But um, that's the plan for this one. And then I just – what I did was I took – it was a, probably too much time. It was, like uh, – maybe maybe a full hour i i gotta check the clock on that um but but i think probably a full hour just going through the internet for things that are relevant so we're just gonna do a full internet whip around in the second podcast which i get like it's weird for me to be saying that because you're gonna listen to them separately um but in my world these are going back to back um so there's the plan if you can't tell I'm a little bit delirious at this point. I've been writing things. I've been thinking about cleaning things, and I'm a little bit stressed because I haven't gotten to that part yet. Um, I've been... Oh, I ate the I ate the rest of the lasagna, which, again, was like a stressor for me because I, I you get the big lasagna, you're like, okay, this is a massive lasagna. It says four and a half servings. That's ridiculous. There's minimum eight servings in this. 
and I cooked it. Oh, I said on the podcast. I, I two days ago on the podcast, I remember I was cooking it while uh while I was going. I had to like pause. But um that uh it, there I left too much like I was eating it too slowly over the last couple of days finally finished what I mean it was a third of that lasagna probably and I'm feeling it um extra cheese but uh yeah so I did get through that again traveling stressful and trying to decide like do I book an uber it says I can schedule an uber for 3 40 in the morning and if I do that then it will cost me 58 dollars then you think about tip, and it's like, that's an easy $70. And then I looked on the website, and it's like, I can just go park in the garage. Like, I can get the best parking they have at the airport for 84 bucks for the three days. And you look at that, and you're just like, I can't com- I can't park a car for $84. Like, that just feels wrong. And and I know there's, like, the other lots. There's, like, the, the lot where you take the bus in, and that's always the plan. And that would cost me, like, $24 and save me 60 bucks over those three days. Um, but what, again, what ends up happening there is all of a sudden you wind up, oh, I need to go get gas or like, oh, the the Starbucks line. I don't even, I guess that's not going to be the issue that early. I don't even think Starbucks is er open when we're headed up there. Um, but again, I got a, I got, I have a streak going, um, which I know is a terrible thing to say. And because it's just like throwing money away, but they, I have this, they challenged me. It's like you get 60 stars or something if you go three days in a row. Tomorrow's my third, so I got to get that in. Um, but, um, yeah, you always think you're going to get into the cheap lot. And then the super cheap lot, it winds up being that you don't have the extra 15 minutes or 20 minutes it takes to use that one because you screwed something else up or forgot something or whatever. And then after that, you go to the economy lot, and it's like, oh, economy lot's full, so I guess you're parking in the garage because it's either that or miss your flight. And that would cost you hundreds of dollars. Speaking of which, I had to start booking flights back home to Montana. And we, this has been eight minutes of basically just airport talk. We're jumping in just straight at the top of this schedule. Um, and I'm going to pull it together, I promise. Game one of the season, November 7th. At home, UC Riverside. Um, again, it's, it's always so weird with all these California schools. Because they wind up with, like, good talent, which makes – I mean, they got a lot of basketball players. Guys don't want to leave home. It's, it's whatever. But um, I I can't say I know a lot about UC Riverside, um, so I'm not going to pretend – honestly, most of these schools, I really don't know all that much at all. Um, but what I can say is that they finished 177th in Ken Palm out of 358. That's uh, is that top half? No, it is not. That that's uh, what would half be? Is it one seventy nine half? Yeah, one seventy nine half. So two spots above the halfway point. Uh, would have been kind of a fun fact if they finished dead middle, but it's whatever. Um, again, I'm, early season games. Yeah, I, I I almost wish that that's where you know you had a a. Tennessee, Kansas, whatever, just because fluky things can happen. We talk about this a lot in football where it's like, yeah, schedule Northern Colorado as a warm-up, but don't don't schedule I – mean, I guess you can even schedule Colorado State. That one's so rare you lose. But, I mean, Colorado State, if you just played them like week three in football, you'd, you'd beat them every time. Um, 
week one, there's just that flukiness. So game one against UC Riverside, I do think, yeah, I, I'm confident. They they didn't include it here, but uh, um, there will be a home game against Nebraska, an exhibition game. I can't remember if we've heard what the day is. I don't think we have, um, but this won't be their first first time playing basketball at least. Um, but yeah, opener November 7th against UC Riverside. Then November 10th or 11th, they'll play Grambling uh, actually on the road, which is interesting to me. Um, and I wasn't going to spoil this, but that is your one road game. And we'll, we'll circle back to that. Um, they're, they're 303 out of 358. Again, it's a road game. It's a it's a long road trip. They're in they're in Georgia. I'm always so confident about things like that, and then you say it, and you're just like, I could sound so dumb. They're in Louisiana. I'm an idiot. The city only has the city has less than five thousand people. The city of Grambling is now smaller than the city I grew up in, the town I grew up in. What are we doing? Oh, wait, what does this say? Oh, now it's fifty one sixty eight. So it's in front. It's barely in front. Wild. I couldn't imagine having a a college in the town I grew up. I th- that might have more to do with the people, and not to like rag on the <laughs> all of my neighbors, but that oh my god, how they missed that! Oh my god, they missed that one too. Sorry, I can't be. There's some games you can watch. Like if you turn the NBA Finals on during a podcast, it's like okay, okay, maybe not during like the last minute, but there's a ninety percent chance that doesn't even matter. You cannot turn hockey on during a podcast otherwise it just takes your breath away so much speaking of which i'm gonna plug this and tell them that i did this just because half of them are my bosses but uh dm the 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 denver sports podcast sorry i haven't said that loud in a while tdsp uh today it was um just about it was basically the avalanche for dummies like if you haven't paid attention to the avalanche all season what do you need to know to enjoy the stanley cup final um, so I know that there's that's gotta you there's gotta be one person out there who's thinking like, oh wow, that's that's me, and and I bet it's more than one because this is not an Avalanche podcast, um, and the hockey crossover with other sports is pretty slim. It's almost like NASCAR and its exclusivity. Like the if you're a fan of that, you're usually not a huge fan of whatever. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but like football fans, basketball fans, yeah, there's crossover. Like football, baseball, there's crossover, but hockey's different. Point is, hockey's fun. Abs are going to be real fun. Listen to that podcast. Um, we can end my grambling rant here and move along. Um, at Tennessee, well, I don't even know what you call it at. This is November 13th. Um, it's a Sunday. The same Sunday the Broncos are actually playing at the Tennessee Titans. So both these games will be in Nashville because this game will not be in Knoxville. It's at Bridgestone Arena which is where the Nashville Predators play and where the pro NBA team in uh, in Nashville would play if it existed. Um, so that's kind of a fun trip. I know people like Nashville. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be out there who's to say, but that uh, that's the big game on the schedule. Uh, November 15th, two days later, they play North Alabama, and they play North Alabama in Boulder, um, which is nice. You kind of wonder with only one day off in between, like that's Sunday to Tuesday, if you just stay over there um, and, and get a couple points for, uh, um, you know, playing the road game instead of the home game. Um, but, you know, North Alabama's 315 
of 358. So you're probably not getting many points out of that one, regardless of where you play it. Um, from there, two days later, actually, they play at the Myrtle Beach Invitational. So they'll play three games, the 17th, the 18th, and the 20th of November against Boise State, Charlotte, Loyola, Chicago, Murray State, Texas A&M, Tulsa, and UMass. A um, couple good teams there, a couple not-so-good teams there. Uh, November 27th, they play Yale. Same things stand out in your mind about Yale? Maybe that that's where Jalen Gabadon spent the last five years, won a Defensive Player of the Year in the Ivy League, um, was the second-leading scorer last year. Um, they also lost their leading score. Yale finished with a vote in the AP poll, um, in the like the final AP poll, a single vote. They lose their top two scores. So, I mean, you probably don't expect them to be all that good. Um, but, I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? They finished at 147. Isn't that kind of crazy? You finish at 147 in Ken Palm. And, oh, I, actually, I guess this is updated for, no, that's for last year. And you still get a vote for the AP poll. Somebody's biased. Um, December 1st, you have your, this, this is, I guess, not con- non-conference. You're playing at home against Arizona State. Um, this are the, these are the early season Pac-12 games. Um, which are interesting. You know, I think they have their pros and cons. I mean, obviously, the, the the big pro is that you're playing a game that really matters in a season where most basketball teams are not doing that. And so, because of it, you wind up getting a couple, you know, a couple more viewers. People care a little bit more. The networks care a little bit more because it is a game that matters more than a lot of what's happening. Um, a similar game at Washington three days later, December fourth. Um, same deal. December eighth. Rocky Mountain Showdown, Colorado State coming down to Boulder. Um, December 18th, Northern Colorado. There's a 10-day gap in there. I wonder if I'm... That's interesting. Yeah, December 18th, Northern Colorado, and then December 21st, Southern Utah. That's 10 days off, 8 to 18th. I guess that could be like some sort of Christmas break for uh like school like i'm not sure oh i bet finals week is probably in there probably don't want distracted by finals potentially i hadn't thought about this one yet um i didn't really notice that when i was writing about it 10 days off is a a stretch though um especially because you'd guess conference play is kicking up pretty pretty quickly after christmas Uh, so you might not get that full break so if you give them a week of finals a few days at home or Maybe you flip that depending on when the finals are for whoever. That that might make some sense. I don't know. Um, but there is that gap. And like I said, December 18th, Northern Colorado. December 21st, Southern Utah. A couple Big Sky teams. Um, I guess we might as well put them in the in the measurement thing. I guess I do it for Colorado State. I wonder where Colorado State. Colorado State, 46th in Ken Palm. Um, Southern... Utah, 162 in Ken Palm, and Northern Colorado. Our guy, Dalen Kuntz. Um, Northern Kentucky, Northern Colorado, 216. Um, so there you go. There's what we're looking at. Uh, we're going to dig in a little bit deeper, which I'm, I'm sorry. I accidentally dug a little bit too deep on some of those already. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And we will uh, dig in more in just a second. Real quick, though, 
Breckenridge Brewery is an awesome partner of ours. Uh, they have an awesome promotion going for you as well. Here's what you do. You go to breckbrew.com. You enter any date that was more than 21 years ago when it asks when your birthday is. Um, you scroll down past the first little part and past the second little part. Second little part is pretty cool as well. Uh, on game days, start your Avalanche NHL game with an Avalanche Amber Ale at any bar or restaurant. Save your receipt. If the Avs score two more goals in the first period, that beer is on us. Then there's a little link. If you did that, you upload your receipt. That's a cool promotion. Um, I actually really do need to be taking advantage of that more. Um, wow. I wonder if you can do multiple. Probably just one. Probably just one. Um, but uh, you scroll down a little bit past that where it says nominate your community star. And you click nominate here. And then what you do is you nominate somebody who is a uh, an awesome person in the community. You know, it's uh, somebody who likes the avalanche, but then also, you know, maybe like saved a puppy or like there was a cat in a tree and you're like, oh, look, Jerry just pulled the cat out of the tree, climbed up the tree, grabbed the cat, got bit a little bit, and he was willing to do it for that cat. Um, whatever it is that somebody does, or like they're a teacher or they're uh, a firefighter, we like those, um, a police officer, um, just any of the good people. Like you pick a good person, you write their name down, explain why they're great, and they'll send them a couple of tickets with a couple of beers for these Stanley Cup Finals games. It's a really cool thing. On top of that, like a portion of all the proceeds of the Avalanche Amber Ale through the playoffs goes to the community fund in Boulder County, which benefits the Marshall Fire Victims, which again is as a boss podcast. Those are our people. Um, that's the story there. That is the story there. So make sure you get in on that. It does say real big, feel free to nominate yourself. So I don't know. I mean, feel free to nominate yourself. Um, also capitalize the word free, but not to nominate yourself. Um, so, yeah, there's Breckenridge Brewery for you. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. The Avs are going to win the Stanley Cup, so bet on that. Um, the, the damn Tampa Bay Lightning. Here's what I'm going to do, and this is probably... So there's there's good bets that I make. There's bets I'm really proud of. Most of those come in football season, if I'm being honest. Uh, there's, there's bad bets that I make, and I can feel one coming on. So Tampa's about to win. They're going to win. They're going to be up 3-2 in the series. That means the Rangers need to go back-to-back to, back to, to wind up playing the Avs in the, in the final, which is what I would really like because Tampa Bay has won the last two Cups. They have an incredible goalie. And so I would, I'll, I'll take the Avs against anybody. But I really take them against the Rangers. So what we're going to do, or what I'm going to do, is I'm going to bet on the, the Rangers to win the series after this game goes final. And you're probably going to get... And well, if it's 50-50 to win every game, which it probably isn't, um, then you'd get plus 100 odds to win the next game, plus they have to win the next. And so that'd take it from a $10 bet gives you 20 to uh, a $10 bet gives you 40. So you get that plus 400. Um, so that's the bet I'm going to take. I'm probably going to lose money. Um, but I bet with my heart sometimes. But what you should do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, bet $5 on any NHL game, and then, oh my goodness, this is a lot of punches. There's punch after punch after punch. And, oh, I almost said something terrible. But somebody's going to be playing the Avs next. I hope they have a, a very minor, I, you know, I can't even cheer for a minor injury. I can't even, 
it's hockey. Uh, they'll be fine. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, DraftKings, you bet five dollars on any NBA game on anything, and there's really only a couple left. But like Steph Curry to score twenty points, uh, you probably probably have to. I don't know if they offer that. That's a steal. But then you'll get $150 in free bets just automatically, just straight into your account. It's good stuff. So do that. And, uh, again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet $5 on any NBA game. You'll get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, so here's where we're getting into, like, the schedule analysis instead of me just saying, I don't know, you know, like, reading a list of things, um, which is going to be fun. Tad has made it pretty clear that, you know, he doesn't have just, like, one core principle of scheduling. Like, he doesn't go and just say, well, every year I want to play this many teams that are coming off a tournament appearance, this many teams that we expect to be headed to the tournament, um, this many teams that are we consider a fairly easy win, this many road games, this many home games. No, he doesn't have, like, set in stone, this is what I do when I schedule. Um, the, what he does is cater to that specific team, and he's he's talked about that before. It's kind of interesting stuff, but... Um, you can read some things into the games that he schedules. Um, what stands out about this schedule? I think there are two big things. Um, number one, a lot of home games, um, especially like when you look through uh, what. So it's eleven non-conference games. I believe six are at home, four to neutral site, one is on the road. Um, again, that the, the, one of those neutral site games is the Tennessee game, which is in Nashville, which is like three hours away from the campus. I can promise you there will be more Tennessee fans than Colorado fans. Um, we don't, I mean, for so many reasons. But uh, that technically is a neutral site game, which kind of sucks because uh, you just don't like those. I mean, the not when it, it's a, tip, te- a road game actually and you know when you look at the the computer rankings you know Ken Palm or the the others um what they'll say is that this is a neutral site game and then it gets rated as a neutral site game um which sucks because it's not really but at the same time when the committee looks at these resumes you know, they say, well, the the BPI or the... Wow, I haven't thought about these things for so long. What is the other one? Net net rankings. There we go. Net rankings, I remembered. Um, that was embarrassing how long that took. But uh, the, the net rankings, um, they, they'll look at those and see what it says, but then they'll also say, yeah, but then don't forget, this one is technically, like, counted this way. You can bump them up by one point or whatever for whatever. Um, so there is that aspect as well. It's not all about the computer. Um but, again, six at home out of 11, that's actually less home games than they had last year. Uh, they, last year, they, I, don't, I don't think they had a true road game. Um, they, they played, yeah, they had 11 non-conference games, of course, eight of them at home, three at Paradise Jam. So this is a bit of a shift in that regard. You remember last year they had the Nebraska game, the exhibition game before the season on the road. Remember Tad wanted to get them reps in a hostile environment. 
Um, but then obviously didn't want to make them play a lot of road games because young teams struggle in those. So you wound up with, with that situation. This year, a little bit more on the road, which I think is good. You know, Grambling, I guess, being the one true road game. But then this Tennessee game, I wonder how this Tennessee game came about. Um, I, I really wonder. Because they've played in both of the last two seasons. One in Boulder, one in Knoxville. Now, you have this one in Nashville. So, was this the plan all along? And if it was the plan, I could see why people would be upset about that. Because you wind up with... Uh, you know, the, the home game and road game cancel each other out. Those are fair. Um, the the neutral site game, it's neutral, but calling it neutral is really good for Tennessee, and it's not good for Colorado. Um, at the same time, sometimes you have to make a concession when it comes to, like, getting a team to come play in your gym. Uh, you know, especially a team that finished fifth in the uh, final AP poll. Um, a team that's probably a top 10 team again next year despite losing a couple pieces. So, again, if, if that's what it takes, if you have to play a third game at a neutral site, at quote-unquote neutral site, you know what, so be it. Like, that, that's good with me. Or who knows, maybe maybe we miss something or I miss something and there's actually going to be a game at Pepsi Center next year that's similar. Um, or, sorry, Ball Arena. There's a new name. Or who knows, maybe the Broncos have a stadium by then. What's They, they will not. But... There we go. I mean, that is the big one on the schedule. Um, again, home heavy, but honestly, pretty typical for a tad schedule. You probably, if if the Tennessee game was just a road game instead of a neutral, it'd be a pretty typical tad schedule um, in terms of home road splits. I went back and looked at some of those. Um, in terms of the the caliber of opponent, again, it's not it's not the best, right? Like you have that Tennessee game, and that's doing a lot of work. Um, and you have the Myrtle Beach Invitational, where Boise State finished the season ranked. Uh, Texas A&M, Loyola Chicago, they were both receiving votes. So if you wind up, I, like, there's, I, I doubt Colorado plays them, so there's eight teams there. I'd guess that Colorado doesn't play any of them in the first round. You probably have two on each side of the bracket. Maybe I'm overestimating what people think of Colorado, though. Um, and... If you do wind up playing all three of those teams, though, and say you go two and one, which mean like you lose the championship game, that that's solid. That'll be a good resume booster. Um, you just gotta hope you hit those teams, and you gotta hope you beat them. And if you don't hit those teams, you gotta be making sure you beat whoever else it is. Um, if you play UMass, you gotta beat UMass. You know, so potential for some value there. Um, and then the Yale game. Who knows what Yale is? We kind of mentioned them earlier. That could be a valuable game. Like I said, they had that one vote. They, they were a tournament team, Ivy League, Ivy League champs. Um, and the Colorado State game, which, again, who knows what they are. Uh, I think they have a lot of that team back, but you lose David Roddy, who's your best player. I don't know what they are. Um, they, I think they finished ranked 25th. They were like 25th, and Boise was like 24th. Um, so... I think Ken Palm had him like 43rd. We, we checked on that, remember? I don't remember, but I hope you do. Um, so those are kind of the games. The rest of them, the rest of them you need to win. Like you can't lose to UC Riverside, can't lose to Grambling, can't lose to North Alabama, can't lose to Northern Colorado, can't lose to Southern Utah. If you can only lose one or maybe two of the others, say, yeah, two of the others. If you lose two of the others, you're in good shape. That's probably Tennessee. That's probably a game at the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Um, but that means you beat Yale, you beat Colorado State as well. That's a good start. 
that's a good start that, that puts you in position. You know, if, if they do what they did in conference play this year with that kind of backstory, that, that, that start to the year, they're a tournament team. Um, it's just that they, they didn't do that last year. You know, they, they blew a couple games. You know, they, they lost to lost to Southern Illinois at paradise jam. Um, that was the only loss, wasn't it? And this had like the overtime with Montana state. They had the, the game that came down to the wire. Um, I guess Duquesne was also overtime and Brown. They, they squeaked it out. Um, so I guess they lost big to Tennessee. Yeah, maybe they need to do. Maybe they do. No, if if they lose two games, they're still set up well. They're still set up well. You know, twenty one and twelve with that record. Looking back, it does seem kind of crazy to me that wasn't a tournament team. I'm sure, like then you dig into the teams of man, you're like, okay, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, I just pulled the schedule up. What? This is no fun. Like this stretch, lose to USC, lose to UCLA, beat Oregon, lose to Washington, lose to Washington State, lose to Oregon. Oh, that's brutal. You pull two wins out of those losses, and then you're in the tournament. All right. Point is, the you 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 gotta you gotta go what nine and two, nine and two in those non-conference games, and you're gonna be in in good shape. Um, other other notes here. Um, talked about that. Talked about that. Uh, two revenge games, of course. Jalen Gabadon talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, he's going back to play Yale. I guess Yale's coming out here to play him. I I kind of, I mean that has to be intentional, right? Like if if Tad's scheduling Yale, you know the context. If you're Tad, you know that that you got this guy. Like it it seems. I'm curious. I'm curious what's going through Tad's head because I wouldn't be surprised to be saying like what that's first game back after Myrtle Beach. Um, before Myrtle Beach, you got four games. That'll make seven. Is this a chance where you say, like, hey, you know, Gabadon hasn't been on the court all that much. This is a Gabadon game. We're giving him some big minutes against his former team. You know, is that is that the idea, that maybe he's outside rotation, but that's a point where you could kind of insert him, have an excuse to insert him, and maybe he takes advantage, you kind of roll with that going forward. That could be... Um, Maybe it's a get-right game because he has been in there. Maybe maybe that's kind of a final test if things play out differently. So there will be a dynamic there with Gabadon as well. And then also you have Northern Colorado with Dalen Koontz. Um, not so much. I, I mean, that's that's just one where the whole team wants to beat him. And who's even been around long enough to remember him? I mean, I have. You know, I'm just trying to think who I covered on that Dalen Koontz team back in the day. There's nobody. There's nobody who was on that team. I cheated, by the way. I paused and Googled. Um, but, yeah, there's nobody left over from that team. Because he, he only was, yeah, no, that would have been his only year there. Hmm. Yeah, Luke O'Brien and those guys come in the next year. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. That makes me feel old. I am covered Dalen Koontz, and now there's nobody on the team who was there. Nobody was on the team my first year covering this team. I've been there longer than everybody on that team. That'll make you think. Um, I just keep like reading through this list, waiting for a name to jump out. Where it's like, oh, Aiden McQuaid, he's still around. It's like, no, he's not. No, none of them are. But uh, there was one other point that I had that kind of been lost in that fact. But uh, 
you do wonder if Dalen had stuck it out where the buffs would be. You know, which guard did they not recruit, right? Like, Keyshawn was also on that roster. That was his redshirt year when he got there early. Um, but, you know, like, is it Luke O'Brien? Is he the guy who just wouldn't have gotten the offer? Um, probably more likely than Neek if that's the route they go. Um, was it, I mean, Quincy? Probably not Quincy. That's a little bit different position. Hammond, Simpson, you still offer KJ. Maybe Javon is the answer. Huh. Uh, let's say that's it. Again, I love Javon. Like, the, I've had some good talks with him. Um, interesting guy. Obviously, like, his dad's NBA background. He was moving around growing up. Kind of interesting hearing about that lifestyle. Um, but, um, you know, if if you have Koontz on the roster, where does that leave this team? You know, you, you look at him and he's like the leading scorer in the big sky, all that sort of stuff. It's a different game in the Pac-12, but still be valuable. Coach him off to be a defender. You know, it's... That's curious. That's one that I'll think more about. Um, it'll be a revenge game for Dalen Coons, but he will know nobody on that other sideline. I mean, like Julian Hammond. Like I'm sure they've crossed paths at some point. Um, where Where is Dalen from again? It's from somewhere around here. Um, East High School. So you you definitely expect Julian to know him. Um, interesting. Okay, well, that was too long to spend on that. But um, what else do we have? Tennessee, Rocky Mountain Showdown's back. Buffs are 92-40 and 40 against Colorado State. Missed the last two years. Um, Could have played them at Paradise Jam, but didn't. Uh, Could have played them the year before, but there was a COVID outbreak. Um, and now two years off. They, they hadn't had a year off since the 90-91 season. It's a while ago. Um, so there we go. I think that's it. I think that's all my thoughts. I think it's all of them. It's got to be. We've been talking about a schedule for 30. Well, <laughs> we also, there was some BS at the beginning. That's going to do it for today. Well, at least for you. I've got another podcast to record, and uh, well, I guess you'll see me tomorrow, but I'll see you now. I don't know. Uh, talk soon.